If I was president, though, if that's what I was, I would make all mice wear hats. Little jaunty ones, or little mouse hoods. Uh, is this, a lot of is this real, ones with bells. Is this really your priority number one when getting into office, is you're going to make the, the mice wear hats? I mean, this is the platform I'm running on predominantly, is more hats for mice. Less hatless mice. <laughs> See, I, I, I have a, a platform ready for when I run for American president, which I can definitely do. Um, I'm going to run on the platform of bring back the production of those Saints Row dildo bats. Just one, so I can have one. That's that's my number one policy. I, I, I'm i going to make them start making them again and only make one and then stop making them again and they give me that one. <laughs> that's that a good make. policy. My policy yeah. is going to be, if I'm president, Tool have to release their album next year. All right. I think maybe if we combined our resources to create the mouse hat dildo and tool party, we could really shape America for the best, even though I'm the only one here. And I don't think I'm eligible to run either. (laughs) I don't think Maynard would be too averse to running around with a giant purple dildo and little mouse in hats. So here's here's the thing. That would be the best tool performance I in the world, in hi- maybe the best musical performance in history, if you get Maynard with a dildo bat. And he's trying not to step on the little mice, but there are so many of them. Here's, here's the thing for you, Jim. Even though you're probably on paper not eligible to vote, like, I don't think anyone... Uh, not to vote, to be president. I'm sure no one would stop you running for president, because here's the secret... You're one of them white immigrants, and as such, yeah, you, you're you're totally right to be here. We, no one's gonna ask to see your birth certificate and see what country you were born That's true. in. Well, you're Plus, not from, so, you're not you're yeah. you're from not from a shit house country. Well, yeah, no, uh, it's a shit is a shit hole country. You gotta got to get your insults right, Gav. Uh, apparently, apparently, being pedantic, apparently it was actually shit house that he said. Oh well, I stand corrected. My opinion of Donald Trump has changed immensely because he actually <laughs> called those countries shit house countries. I mean, yeah. a house is a step up from a hole. I, I, I suppose so. That you know, I, you, I feel so bad for criticizing Trump now. <laughs> if you Google right, uh, Maynard James outfits. Uh, the first image that comes up would imply he probably wouldn't have too much issues with running around with a big dildo in his hand. So I thought Jim, he was going to but... say the first image was him dressed up like a mouse with a hat on. No, he likes to wear like pretty much anything he feels like wearing and doesn't give a fuck. Which Jim is may have just cool. like made my day because I have just a Google image search the phrase mice in hats and oh my goodness there are so many adorable hats for these tiny mice oh that's you'll be all day on that that sounds awesome I, know. I might do that there's later. one there's one with a mouse that's wearing like a tiny knitted sombrero and it's adorable <gasps> it sounds amazing I know uh so yeah hello everyone oh yeah welcome to podquisition I mean I feel like the listener is intruding on just a nice private conversation. But I suppose we better yeah. invite them in now, sitting on yeah, our doorstep you, are, looking are like you starving like, orphans. Are you pressing your ears up to the door, listening in on our conversation? How this was our you. conversation. Get out. Get out of our house. Get out of our house in the woods where we come up with presidential campaigns. We're not here to do a podcast. If we were, we'd probably call it Podquisition and I'd probably say, hello, I'm your host, Jim Sterling, and I'm joined by Laura, Laura Kate Dale. Hello. I'd probably say, hello, how are you, Jim? Well, I'd probably say I'm all right, and then I'd ask how you were as a matter of course. 
oh, I would tell you I'm doing all right, and then I'd ask how Gav's doing. Well, you wouldn't. Normally, we'd spend the next uh, ten minutes ignoring Gav because we've gotten on a little tangent, but we might as well just <laughs> cut out the middleman while we're explaining the format and move on to, to Gav, where he will tell us how he is. Sorry, sorry. Oh, what? When you when you asked Laura how she was, I just started listening to a ten minute Tool song. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to come back afterwards, but you, uh, we're on me now, are we? Yes. Yeah. yeah I decided to move things ahead. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> awesome. This presidential campaign is off to a great start. Like we've already managed to whittle down our intro to sub five minutes. Which is I know. good, and that's allowing for the intro music as well. At this rate, if we had to do one of those like political campaign things where you have to go do a big speech, we could probably get to the bit where we say who we are before they made it go to the other candidate. <laughs> exactly. If, if the skills required to be president were pointless and had no political application, we could be president, <laughs> but we don't live in that world, do we? So I might as well move on. Um, it's, it's not like grifters with no clue can get into the presidency, Jim. Well, Come on, let's be realistic not. here. I think so. <laughs> I think I might see if we can get an ant elected president. Well, see, here's the thing. At the very least, an ant wouldn't like antagonize a country that like has nuclear weapons and is looking for a reason yeah. to fire them. Like they wouldn't antagonize people with nukes. What am I saying, I though? Like, cut out the middleman. Since the White House is basically a free-for-all, we might as well just directly get a mouse in a hat elected. Uh, going back momentarily, you know you brought up ants. I learned, like, a really fascinating fact about ants the other day. I love ant-related knowledge, and this, I will take this... Is... This... <laughs> this, this, is, this is a fact that's going to, like, start off sounding like, oh, okay, I, I think I can guess how this makes sense. And it's not. It's not going to be what you think. Okay. So, ants can survive perfectly well for as long as they like in a microwave. You put them in a microwave, turn the microwave on, they'll be totally fine. Any heat? Uh, yeah, with the, the, the heat turned on, doing its microwave thing, the plate spinning, right. and the ant will be totally fine. Now, I would assume when I heard that fact, like, oh, they're like cockroaches or something, they're radiation proof or something. No. Their antennas can, like, see microwaves. And because of this, they'll just walk out the They're way just of dodging. microwaves. That's amazing. Yeah. I never so knew that. Could, yeah, apparently, like, they can see microwaves so well that, like, because they're never... The whole microwave is never full of microwaves. That's why it has yeah. to turn the plate. The ant will just walk out the way of the, the microwaves just... and be like, Nah, I'm not going to get microwaved, mate. Like the shittest Matrix ever, just dawdling <laughs> around the projectile. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I love that. I'm grinning. I hope, you I hope you enjoyed my, like, ant fact of the week. I love absurd animal facts. Even better if they're insects or deep sea creatures, because that's where you get the most fucked up facts. So yeah, you get the now most fucked I, up ones. Because of the scope of our podcast, like, I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say this. Even though an ant can, like, dodge all the microwaves and be fine in a microwave, don't put an ant in a microwave, just in case that... What if the ant you put in there is like the one ant that's a bit like dopey and slow on the uptake and like doesn't work it out and you 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 microwave an ant for if, no reason? If only they you don't had have like, to do it. If only they had reverse engineers those antennae for snake. <laughs> if only. 
But yeah, they're, they're, they're small enough and they can see microwaves. That's video game facts, I guess. That's and good. facts. We're the number one ant podcast on the internet now. Yeah, and if you're a listener and you were offended at um, us having to tell you not to microwave ants, uh, I would say to you, you're listening to this podcast and we've been talking out of bollocks for a, around the eight minute mark and you're still here. So there is at least a 50% chance you eat paint. So <laughs> we do have to look after you as best we can. <laughs> thank you very much for Wait, listening. You, I love if you do microwave a Nant, it wasn't us. It was the violent video games. That's right. Oh, yeah. Do we, do we even want to acknowledge that that thing happened this week? Well, I did a whole episode about it. Um, I, I didn't... Initially, I didn't want to credit it with a response, but then I'm like, I talk about video games. It's, like, it's yeah. not like I'm having my time wasted talking about this. And... <laughs> I did, as I was writing out a little script for it, I, I was really into expressing the idea that it's a performative circus that isn't designed to affect guns yeah. or games. It's not even really designed to attack games. It's designed to just look like an attack on games because if there's a target, if you're blaming something, you look like you've identified a problem. And then people can just safely assume, oh, they know what the problem is, they're fixing it. And yeah. that, to me, is what happens when you blame games for gun violence as yeah, a politician or a Donald Trump. You are... You're playing... It's a circus. It's an amusement. It's trying to shut down the debate. It's trying to be like, hey, stop asking us to fix the actual problem with gun reform. Look, we're sorting the problem. We talked to the video game That's people. It. We had a, had a little round table full of interesting ideas that might progress. We're on a path to doing um, something. None of them walked out with like a even a, a, a penciled-in roadmap, and uh, we made, a, a vague idea of what they're doing. And they made a sick 1337-like... Frag montage. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, channel. their little montage. It could have yeah, used a bit designed, of dubstep. Designed just to alarm and deflect and redirect people's attention away but from if, gun violence and onto all those games. Oh, if anyone missed this, the basic is Donald Trump had a meeting with video game executives, but also with like people that hate video games, like you know, to have a balanced debate. And showed a few minutes of like, video games are violent. Is that why people are shooting each other? Says the only country where people shoot each other all, all the time. Yeah, and not the only country where you can buy all yeah. of the video games available in well, that slickly yeah. produced like, montage clearly, where they didn't turn the off resampling. Is that you need to give all of the teachers more violent video games. Uh, That's but, right. The but, only way to stop a bad guy with a video game is etc. 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 Yeah, like... The, the very quick, like, non-jokey response is, like, A, there was a study that, like, surfaced this week that about 80% of mass shooters have no interest whatsoever in yeah, video don't games. Give a so, fuck, like, don't. yeah, like, 80% yeah, of them those, just, like. Those are the 80% well, like, that, like, listen to Marilyn Manson once. Oh, okay. Ah, hmm. oh, that explains it. Yeah. And then the other one is, like, there are other countries in the world that have violent video games and don't have, well, yeah. like, daily mass shootings. Maybe, maybe it's not the video games that are the problem. Yeah. I, you know, I, was I like, don't think we need to worry. Trump's probably forgotten that he said this already, or he's probably like doesn't like remember having this meeting because really he's. You know, I know, and I'm giving it more credit. I than would, it's due, I know. I I would argue that because Donald Trump cares very deeply about violent video games because he lets his son play them and they've surprised him when he's seen them. That's what he said. I mean, they're good enough for his son to play, but not your children. Yeah. 
And uh, it's 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 a good thing there are such responsible parents in the world like Donald Trump who lets his child play uh, eighteen rated uh, yeah. video games. I mean, I let, that's, let's that's cut the shit. That's setting an example. Let's cut the shit about that. Like uh, the whole children thing is deflective as well. Um, and I have people when I talk about loot boxes because some idiots keep trying to draw parallels between me pointing out that loot boxes will be restricted if game industry if the game industry doesn't you know sort itself out and come up with its own proper labeling and, and regulation of this shit. Someone will do it for them. Some people have claimed that me saying that is exactly the same as what the White House did this week when <laughs> it's not. You dumb shit. And as, as we said last week, um, loot boxes demonstrably cause harm to, yeah. and, to well, vulnerable I'm, people. Not just that, but we've, we've got you know patents from Activision where they quite specifically have written down the ways in which they want to manipulate their audience. So that, yeah, but, 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 there's but actual guys, evidence guys, there. Guys, video games, violent though. Yeah, let's just think incredibly simplistically games. about all of this. Um, I've got to say, yeah, one I forgot thing that... what point I was going to make originally. I was going to say that just quickly making this about children is just as deflective as blaming video games in the first place. When it's not about children, it's about everybody. And I hate this focus on just the children. Oh, children shouldn't be playing violent games. Well, you know what? I don't really give a fuck if a kid's playing a violent video game because when I was a kid, I played violent video games, as did pretty much any adult listening to this. I'd be willing to wager a majority of them played the original top-down GTAs or, you know, the infamously controversial Mortal Kombat in the 90s. Uh, oh, moving we played on a lot to... of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like... I have to say, I, the, the one thing that was a bad influence on us was, was fucking wrestling. Because we used to watch that and copy it, and I nearly broke my little brother's neck <laughs> doing that. As a, yeah. as a kid, I did tombstone my friend yeah. and the, the, did not place his head correctly. Yeah. The thing I think is, one of those wrestling is a thing that like is easily imitatable without having to give kids anything. They can just mimic what they've seen, and as such, maybe you should have conversations about, like, hey, don't do the thing that... You don't know how to do that. Don't do yeah. it. You'll hurt someone. Whereas, like, the gun thing shouldn't be a problem, because ki kids shouldn't have guns. Because then, if they didn't have the guns, they couldn't, you know, go kill yeah. a bunch of people with guns. Well, I mean, not only that, but there is a big difference between something like wrestling, which is... You know, it's fun to look at. It's fun to see real people, like, perform these athletic stunts yeah. and these, you know, this choreographed battle. Like, I love pro wrestling. I do not like UFC. I do not mm. like seeing actual violence. And the big difference between video game violence and real-life violence is video game violence is very over-the-top, uh, very mm. overstated, Whereas real-life violence is horrifyingly understated. And there is a huge difference between witnessing, uh, being part of, uh, being a victim of actual violence versus perpetrating, being the victim of, experiencing second-hand. Pretend cartoon violence. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, even, I, even this is demonstrated. Even in cases where it's not cartoon violence, even in the more disturbing games like Manhunt, it's it's not it, something still a, that really even is. that is exaggerated. Yeah, 
like I, I once demonstrated this by it was a very old video by showing uh, the Bud Dwyer video uh, as juxtapos- uh, juxtaposed against video game violence and the actual footage of this guy who killed himself is so quick, brief, understated. That's what makes it truly like terrifying and horrible and stomach-churning to watch, uh, is just how it isn't you know, an exploding head. It's a pop and he's down, and there is some blood, and it's just so fucking horrible to look at. And I kind of demonstrated it on this week's Jimquisition, where I showed actual mainstream news footage Mm. Uh, that included gunfire, a guy shooting at a group of people, uh, stuff on fire, people being beaten. And it was horrible. I I turned on the news yesterday and I saw a video of, like, a guy in court who, like, you know, was on trial, and he grabbed a pen and leapt over the podium towards a witness and tried to stab them in the the face. Yeah. And had to be shot to death. And I'm like... That's a thing I saw on the news. The thing yeah. is, I've had to um, apologise to certain people. Uh, it's, not a lot of people seem to have been affected, but a few people reached out to me. Um, well, one person commented, one person on Reddit said something. Um, but I had to talk to these two people uh, because they weren't fully prepared for the, the news media footage, which I should say is on 24-7, any time of day. Mm. You can just scroll through and just watch some actual violence. Uh, And then the news media doesn't have to apologize for any of it. But I put it in my video and we didn't even use the worst of it because we, it was just too tasteless and alarming to show. But we've, I've, I've had to basically learn that I need to be more specific with my like disturbing content warnings when I'm using news footage that they unapologetically yeah. use. But I have to be careful where they don't because my audience is not used to seeing that kind of horrible shit. But yeah, they didn't care the about, you know, are, throwing yeah. axes at people in that dead by da- uh, dead by daylight because that's a fucking video game and that's even, why sorry. But it, like even less extreme violence is so different like having as someone who was once hospitalized by a gang of scumbags for like literally no reason other than looking wrong i can tell you violence in real life is very very different than it is in video games yeah it's horrible and disorienting (laughs) and before you know it it's all done and it's video uh, games are still inherently more passive an experience than that like people keep trying to say oh you can just watch a movie but a video game you're there in the action it's a lot quieter it's a lot less dramatic and it's a lot more fucking painful (laughs) yes And, and and for the perpetrators there's a lot more to do. Like, I don't yeah. want to like, render down an act of violence to a, as if it were a task. But you've got to, like, first of all, get out of your chair and go outside and find someone to attack and then attack them, which is physical and emotional work, I'm sure. So there's just so many more steps than just sitting back, holding a controller, looking at a screen. Even VR is way mm. more over the top and not true to life you can make it as realistic as you want but there's always a difference between holding an actual fucking gun or actually punching someone or throwing an axe you know being a real life serial killer is a lot more hard work than just firing up dead by daylight and wobbling the mouse and pressing some keys Uh, and that's why 
this focus on children especially is such horse shit. Even that's deflective. Even having an argument about the responsibility of parents. Because again, most of us played games with pretty much the same themes and content. They might not have graphically been as good as today, but they're still they were still as over the top and cartoonish. If- if Baron Trump turns out psychologically disturbed, it probably won't be the video games that did it. Ah, well, yeah, of course not. I mean, that's the See, other thing. I... There's just so much worse out there, including being the son of Donald Trump or watching I... just regular news. Man, I, I, feel I have bad a for theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people do. Um, I think it's like I... really shitty when people like when people mock him. It's like mock his, oh, yeah, no. mock his oh, yeah, dad, it's nothing to do with fucking him, yeah. leave him alone. He's what eleven it's... years old. Yeah, wait till he grows up and sees if he's a prick like the other Trumps. Yeah. Like fucking but Don Jr. <laughs> the same for any, like, kids of any celebrity. Like, don't go after the kids for the sin yeah. of the parents. Wait but... wait till he's elephant hunting with his two brothers, then with fucking mock the one, shit out of him. Yeah. One thing that I do think is, like, maybe a solution to how we end this uh, video games cause uh, mass shootings debate is what we need is we need the, f- like, at some point in the future when there is another mass shooting, and there will be, because it'll happen... And some civilian with a gun ends up shooting the mass shooter and, you know, it's like, ah, we're going to praise you, you saved a bunch of people. And then that guy goes, yeah, I learned how to shoot the mass shooter on Call of Duty. And then all the Republicans will have to go, what? Do we say that that, that shooters learn from video games? Because that makes that guy look good. But 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 what do we do? Some of these people cite Arntas Brevik because he said, oh, I learned to shoot from Call of Duty. And it's like, if you're going to take what he says there at face value, does that mean you're a fascist as well? Because he is. And if we're taking everything he believes as fact, then surely you must be a racist as well. Like, I don't mean Uh. to be fucking churlish. Actually, no, I do mean to be churlish about it because this discussion deserves nothing more than mockery of the fucking planets who are doing it to deflect us away from any real problems like say the fact that anyone if they wanted to could get their fucking hands on a fucking assault rifle or flip over to the news and just watch real violence like and and these fucking high horse pricks at Fox, CNN, MSNBC, all the other ones that sit there and say, oh, we've got to do something about the desensitization of violence in our culture. Why don't you start at home, you hypocritical wankers? Why don't you clean your own house before starting going around someone else's house and pulling up their rugs? Fucking showing off. Like, I, I watched the video. It's, a, it's on my gymquisition. A guy firing uh, shots at a crowd. Uh, well, a group of people on, on a panel. He didn't hit anyone. But you listen to the fucking guy doing the narration, the reporter. Doing a, he fires wildly and talks as if you're going to come. Like, if that's not desensitizing people to violence, just casually showing gunfire and beatings or doing profiles on the most armed man in America who has a uh, a car full of gun holes and a mannequin inside representing a dead body and a sign in front of it saying this dude was a registered Democrat. If that's not fucking desensitizing real life violent content, I don't know what is. Well, you know, so, according to CNN, games are virtual boot camps, so... You, well, CNN you know, edits all... Fucking CNN. Someone who's Go actually home, fucking, you're drunk. Some guy who apparently, like... Why is, by the way, is a what, professor what wrote that editorial for CNN's a, opinion page. What is wrong with American news anchors? 
I, I was watching a thing the other day where... Um, American news wankers. An American news anchor was interviewing an Irish guy and the Irish guy was talking about currency. And this was a show about finance. You would think this host would know about finance and currencies. And he, the Irish guy mentioned the euro. And he's like, what? Wait, why are you using the euro? He's like, why wouldn't we use the euro? It's like, well, shouldn't you be using the English pound? And he, he, he was like, no, no, we shouldn't. We use the euro because we're in the EU. And this host just, instead of listening, doubled down. Uh, he wasn't just wrong. He was arrogantly wrong. And that's yeah, I see that so much with American wankers. news hosts. They're they're not just wrong, but they double down on their wrongness. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, but it should be up north that you're using the euro. I was just like, oh dear, oh well, god, this is, stop. Uh, <laughs> this is again. We want to talk about how how media could actually influence people. You then get into arguments with people who watch things like Fox News or, or CNN opinions and shit, mm. and. They get, you know, they start believing that's how you have a debate. That's how you have a discussion. And if yeah. you end up, unfortunately, in a discussion with one of these people, they they copy the tactics of these anchors. So you present them a fact, and yeah. they'll double down on my gut instinct, my folksy wisdom, my basically their, you know, the emotional side of it. And I'm an emotional arguer. The Jim Quisition demonstrates that. But these are people who when faced with stone ironclad fact will retreat into the emotional hole and because they believe the opposite is true it must be true and i don't know where they get that pattern of behavior except for the only place where you see it demonstrated fully and that's these fucking news anchors when i see some old old person who seemed to be pretty chill and cool then started watching fox news with their buddies and then after a few months was just fucking racist that's something i've experienced in my own family and that that's fucking where they got it from so again these people want to talk about media influence and shit like that clean your own fucking house first you know what video game definitely, like, you know, pushed me to violence that I've been playing this week? What's that? Kirby Star Allies. Oh! Ooh, violent video games. Oh, oh. Oh, fuck. When is that proper one out? When is that out? Uh, it's it's, soon, isn't it? It's, it's out on Friday. I've fuck got yeah. the full version. Embargo's up now, so, fuck like... Yes. Here's, here's, here's the thing I'll say about that game. Like, I have a couple of little nitpicky problems, which I will get out of the way in a minute, but... Oh my goodness, that game is full of just so much happiness and joy start to finish and it just oh, everything about it is like adorable and makes me really happy. Yeah, it's the most I've felt that way about a Kirby game. It's it is pure joy and happiness. Um so couple of little like criticisms to get out of the way. Structurally, this Kirby game is built around being sort of a co-op game, in that the whole idea is have some of the enemies as your allies and you can do drop-in co-op with your friends to control them. There are problems to playing it both co-op and single-player. If you play it single-player, the AI is generally pretty good at knowing what to do. The big issue is... The whole deal with Kirby is sometimes you don't want to kill the enemies, you want to absorb their powers or, you know, befriend them or whatever. The AI enemies will occasionally just rush in and kill an enemy before you have a chance to absorb it, which is less than yeah, ideal. Yeah, I noticed that even in the demo, like, I was about to get, like, an enemy, and 
they fucking killed him. <laughs> it's it's not the end of the world because if you go off screen and then come back, like yeah. when the screen isn't visible, enemies respawn, so you can go back and have another chance to get that enemy. But occasionally the AI will conflict a little there, and uh, you can combine abilities between Kirby and party members. Mm-hmm. And if you've got like two different elemental abilities that you're like, I'm gonna hold up my sword. Can I have uh, the fire element on my sword, please? And then the electric friend you have is like, I'm going to do electric on your sword. And there's no real order to how they combine the the weapons and abilities. It's just, everyone hold up your weapons and we'll see which combo the AI decides they want to do. Yeah. Again, like this is stuff I kind of noticed in the demo as well. Like, I've I've not got the full version, of course, because Nintendo. But Yeah. uh, yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, it seems... It seems to be that you shouldn't worry about it, otherwise you are going to get fucking annoyed. <laughs> if yeah, you want specifics, you're just going to have to take what the game gives you, it seems. It, here's the thing, like, if you just wait around, the game will give you the combination you want, and occasionally you'll need it to open up a secret passage or something, but it, it's little things like that that are a bit nitpicky. Um, also, when you're doing co-op, Anyone but Kirby can't move too far away from Kirby, otherwise they just get teleported to where Kirby yeah, is. Yeah, we talked like, about that a bit last yeah, week. Yeah, those those issues persist. Um, mm-hmm. But really, those are the biggest issues I have with that game. Um, I have completed the whole thing now, and it's just really delightful. Like most of the time I was playing it, like this is the equivalent of what was going through my head was basically just long run on sentences like. Oh my god, did Kirby just king- kiss King DDD to give him health? That's so adorable. Oh, we're flying on a star and we're shooting things, and oh, I've got a magic paintbrush, and ah, this is just so happy. I mean, that's. K- Kirby games are just so good for that. It's just. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think they were the. No, no, no. They, 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 uh. Sorry, I just completely lost my train of thought. That's that, right. that was horrible. That oh god, that was nightmarish. I had literally no idea what I was going to say, but I knew I was going to say something. I hate Cur- when that happens. Kirby, it, they usually like that. But yeah, they are usually just utterly delightful games that seem just incredibly happy all of the time. Mm. And it's it's I- rare to see that these days. Just a game that's happy to be a game. Yeah, it's it's not overly difficult. Uh, its length isn't terribly long. Like I played through it in maybe about eight eight to ten hours or so, which is a good length. It's about what I wanted yeah, out of that game. For a game. game, that ain't too bad at all. Yeah, it's it it's never terribly difficult. It does ramp up a bit as it goes, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you just kind of want a game that's not too taxing and is really joyful, and you can just play and go. Oh, that was a cool new ability I had, and oh, Kirby's doing a bunch of smooching. That's adorable. Actually, I do have to say something while I'm on this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the loading screens for uh, for Kirby Star Allies, the way that you heal enemies is not by giving them a quick peck on the cheek, which is what appears to happen. You put your face very quickly near them, like a little kiss. Can I heart- guess what it is? Uh, feel free when I finish describing it. Little a heart appears above your head. Um, mm-hmm. There is a smooching sound, but that's apparently not what's happening. What's your guess at what's okay. actually happening? Now, I, I've i never read up on the lore of that, but I have seen in other games Kirby do that thing, the, the kissing yeah. healing. I'm going to guess, because he eats food and he <laughs> sucks things in and spits them out, is he regurgitating? Yes! Oh my he, god, wonderful. 
canonically, according to this game, he's baby bird regurgitating, like, food into the mouths of your allies, and I refuse to accept that that is canon, because, like, I recorded it, I put a gif up on Twitter, I'm like, that's kissing! There's a, there's a quick faces together, and then the kissy sound and a heart, that's a kiss! What? Don't, don't take this adorable kissing mechanic away from me, Nintendo! What if in the world of Kirby, in Dreamland, they're the same thing? What, what if, like, in February, everyone gears up for the big Valentine's vomit? Maybe this is true. Kirby's maybe, Valentine's vomit. <laughs> maybe Kirby's Valentine vomit is... that. That's clearly the episode title. Um, but, like, maybe that is true. But, like, I liked the world where just Kirby, you know, set aside their differences with their enemies and was like, No, are you a little bit hurt? I'm just going to kiss you on the knee. Kiss, kiss your boo-boo better. better. Yeah, yeah I'll go kiss it better. And I that's mean, adorable, and I won't let Nintendo take that away from me, so I just close my eyes whenever there's a loading tip now, in case it's that one, because <laughs> I don't subscribe to this law. Like, I, I agree with you. I like the idea that he's kissing a boo-boo better. That, that's that's just wonderful. But then again, it is kind of very Kirby-ish that something adorable <laughs> is I also under the surface unnerving and alarming yeah. and despicable. I kind of like the idea that he's puking in people's mouths. I would watch a 10-minute video of Kirby just... Just very slowly... Very slowly vomiting. And stick a Brazzers logo on it. See, yes. That's, that's the thing is, if they're gonna, like, canonically say that kissing is vomiting, at least give, like, something in the game that canonises that. Like, let's let's see the vomit, people. Like, if, if, it's, yeah, a, if it's a vomit kiss, I want to see the vomit. So more vomiting in Kirby. They, that's the one thing missing from Star Allies, it sounds yeah. like. Is, uh, but... We want better AI. We <laughs> want to be able to better select our copy abilities and, and the way they synergize. And vomit. Lots and lots of sicking up. Yeah, uh, that, that, that makes sense. So that, that, that's been my thing that I've been playing this week. Like, that's been my whole week is just playing Kirby. Um, I, I, I did play like a little bit of um, the new War Games game, like based on that 80s film. So like this, uh... this is a phone game that's an FMV game made by the person that did Her Story. Okay. And where Her Story was interesting because it was so like mechanically interesting... This war games game is because it's because it's a licensed tie-in game. It is nowhere near as mechanically adventurous. It is here is basically a movie. Make two or three choices. Oh, so that's like it super was, seducer levels of FMV game. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. It just wasn't much of a game. Ah, uh, that's a shame. So yeah, what about what about you both? Have either of you been playing anything you fancy talking about? No, sadly had no time this week to play any video games. Oh no. Oh no oh no Gav. Been, oh no. Been, been working a lot and was away at a wedding and lo- lots of other stuff got in the way. So again, I'm redundant to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> your presence is an enjoyable delight on my week. My week would not be the same with a little bit of your dulcet tone. Everybody's week needs a little dash of Gav. Yeah, like no one's no one's got a voice that, that that's quite like that. That just oh fills me heart with warmth. Oh well, I'm, rich like I'm a Christmas very, pudding. I'm very very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> oh, isn't <laughs> that delightful? Well, well. 
<laughs> Jim, what have you been playing? Um, Laura sounds genuinely flustered. Um, I've been playing. Uh, I, I want to bring up Nino Kuni too, but I've really not played enough to be able to give a, a proper view on it so far. I can I, just say that what I've played so far, storyline wise, is shamelessly cheeseball. Yeah. And there's some stuff you've got to kind of grit your teeth to get through, writing-wise. Uh, but other than that, it's fun. What I've played so far has been quite fun. Um, the combat system is different uh, from Nino Kuni. In, is is in Nino Kuni the Spirited Away um, studio thing? Yeah, the Studio Ghibli one. Mm. Yeah, had the little kid who went, Nino, all the time. He's not in this one that I've seen so far, thank did Christ. You, did you see that video last year of the head of that studio crushing some poor game designer's dreams? No. He had built like um, something in an engine where a body flops around awkwardly and he basically told him it was awful and the stuff of nightmares and that he would like never use it for anything and that it, he should be ashamed of himself for creating it. Oh, and you could just oh, see shit. the you could see the the soul drain from this guy's face. He was just completely destroyed. So Nino Kuni 2 is a colorful, bright, yeah. innocent game. <laughs> I didn't realise that such cruel malice lie behind it. Um, but the game itself is, yeah. Like if you like the first one, um, there are major differences, but it's still got that heart and soul. Apparently the heart and soul of wickedness. Uh, but it, it makes a very nice, innocent veneer. Uh, and that's quite enjoyable. Um, I've, I've, wonderful I've enemy been... designs. And that, that looks really great on a, you know, HD, well, you know, uh, What's it? 4K TV now. Um, to see that style of game, all with all its bright, clashy colours and everything, is really mm. nice. One thing that I I have been enjoying, and again, I'm not far enough really to say much on it yet. Um, I'm enjoying that new combat system with the whole like weird Pikmin mechanic they've got going. Oh, on. the Higgledies. Higgledies, Higgledies. Yes. These little creepy fuckwads. Uh, that run around because, uh, at least as far as I've gotten, there aren't. And I've not really followed the coverage on this. I just trust it that they'd follow up on how brilliant the first one was and <laughs> wanted to be fully surprised. So I don't know if there's like the Pokemon stuff that was in the first one, but it seems like this one is more about these Higgledies, which, as Laura mm. said, are, are like little Pikmin more than Pokemon. And you can find. Higgledy stones around the world and offer them certain items. They'll give you a clue as to what kind of item they want and you'll summon a Higgledy hero uh, which will basically command unnamed Higgledies. And while you're doing sort of fairly general hack and slash with skills assigned to, you know, map to buttons, pretty simple hack and slash using skills style combat there are these Higgledies that are autonomously attacking and party members that are doing the same. And you'll get these heroes with their own special abilities and you can allow Higgledies when they offer a request. You can run up to them, hit X to confirm, and they'll do their own attack, like summon a big cannon and fire at the mm. enemies. So that seems to be where the 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 Pokemon-style stuff has gone. Yeah, it's now but... more of a Pikmin-style thing in a JRPG real-time style battle situation. Uh... They're sort of like MMO cooldown timers, but like physically existing within the world. So you've like got to get into the position where they are in order to use them. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, because they, you got to wait for them to build up. 
and you're building up your own special abilities with just mm. regular attacks. And when when a weapon reaches a hundred percent on those attacks, you can unleash one of several special like skills. But they're bound to the weapon, and you can equip three melee weapons at once and a ranged weapon. So this game is very like it's more about combat mechanics than the first one was, from what I remember. Uh, it's been a like, I played. Um, the first Nino Kuni before it came out and didn't play it again, so it's been that long. Um, but from what I remember, like this one is more focused on loot and equipping weapons and mm. switching weapons as well, because each one's building up its own individual um, gauge that, when filled, has its own unique attacks. And you can s set it to where the game automatically swaps weapons for you, so you don't have to think about it. Or you can do semi-automatic, where it'll switch weapons in certain situations, like I think when it's at 100%. And then fully manual, where you're in charge of swapping weapons yourself, if you want to do that. So you've got a level of customization there if you don't want to think too much about weapons. And you can do auto-equip and all that, but the tools are there if you want to be more specific. And it's... You know, a similar loot drop system to stuff you'll see in many loot-based games. There are weapons of varying rarities with unique abilities. And obviously, you get something that's purple and has a little chime when you pick it up. You probably want to equip that double quick. So, yeah, it's it's got a lot more of a dungeon crawly loot-gathering vibe than the first one had. But it doesn't seem any the worse for it. It seems that so far... Anything they took out, they did replace with something of equal or greater value. So I, I, I think the only complaint you could have is if you had a very strict sense of taste when it comes to what you want in games. And if it was particularly strict, I could see someone who loved the first one not liking this one. But if you're pretty open and casual about the style of games you play... Uh, within reason, obviously, if you got Nino Kuni 2 and it was a sports game, you'd be ticked off. But within the bounds of the genre, if you're pretty, pretty mercenary in what the style of game is within that genre, then you won't have a problem with it. Yeah, I said more about it than I thought I would, because really, so far, in terms of the general scope of it, all I can say is, yep, good so far. I, I agree with everything you've said. I've I've not played terribly much. I've seen a little of later in the game in some uh, preview events, but like, yeah, you've 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 done a good job summing that up. Uh, have you played anything else this week you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, I played Ghost of a Tale. Oh, tell us about Ghost that. Ghost of a Tale. That's why tell I was that. late to the recording today. I'm actually twenty minutes late to the recording as we've done it. The show will just be up whenever, as usual, uh, so See, we, you wouldn't know. I just assumed you'd you'd overslept. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm normally up between like I say four and six a.m. Uh, as I often tell people um, because. That's just how my brain works, apparently. Uh, but no, I was busy playing A Ghost of a Tale because I wanted to play further than where I left it in early access so I would have something fresher to say. But I got literally as far as where I left it off in early access and then realised, oh shit, I'm 20 minutes late and Laura is messaging me. Uh, I better stop. But I can at least say that it's awesome because a mouse is wearing a hat in it! Oh, is this why we're talking about mice wearing hats? Oh, 40 minutes, the brick has landed. Yes. Ghost of a tail, mouse in a hat. Game of the year. Game of the decade. Um, I can't 
fully say whether it's that good yet, but it's very adorable. It's basically like a Red Wolf-style video game where it's all mice and rats and animals wearing clothes and looking dapper. And even when you just start the game, you're automatically finding hats, uh, hats to wear. You start with a, a hood with a bell on it, which is already brilliant. And you swap that out for different hoods or a pirate hat or a helmet. I found a pumpkin that you can wear over your head, like carved like a jack-o'-lantern. You wear that on your head and you're a little mouse. And like I say, when I say it's red wool, it's not like a cartoon mouse or a realistic mouse. It's like when it gets half white. So they're like anthropomorphized, but still looking like mice and rats. So there's this slight realism to them, even though they're, you know, they're unreal. Um, so the, the mouse has big black eyes like a mouse and it's and really detailed fur. And it's just fucking wonderful the the character design and the level design is just it's beautiful and what really shocked me was i again i i this is one of those games that i i kind of left on the back burner confident that it would be pretty good because the early access was really promising i wasn't prepared for a team this small to have made a game that runs this smooth that's the real shocker. When it was an early access, it played pretty much how I expected it to. Very promising, but a bit jank. When I, I went to this release, because they, they went out of early access this week with their last update, it's so fucking smooth. I was at a consistent 60 frames per second uh, on this game that was visually dense. Like, it's densely packed. And... There are some things in it that are a little janky. Every now and then, like trying to pick up the right bit of the, the right object on the floor among all the other stuff can be a bit tricky because you'll get caught on a bit of straw or something. There'll just be so much around that you can't quite get to what you want to pick up. But aside from just a little bit of control jank, the game is butter smooth and everything about it is just working really nicely. Like the stealth in it is adequate. Uh, you're a little mouse, you're sneaking around, hiding from the rat guards. Um, I've not gotten to any definitive combat stuff yet. Uh, the most offence I get, I've gotten in is dropping jars of slime on the floor to make the rats slip and crack their heads. Um, but, oh, it's so good. It's so beautiful to see in motion. Um, and especially just coming from a team as small as it is, it's just great to see that they've pulled it to pulled it all together, pulled the drawstrings, tightened it up, and you've got a game that, knowing that it's a small indie team, it should not run as well as it does, but it does, and the fact that it's a really good game as well helps. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting like playing more and. and opening up the game's systems because I see there's like a leveling system that I've not quite gotten to yet but like I said I've had my eye on I, I always say like I say as if I, I've said it here right now and I haven't as I've said over the years uh, I've been following this since I was still at Destructoid that's when they first were crowdfunding it it's, it's been years and years which is another thing that could be a bit worrying um, because they've had this long and now it's finally out and it's great. So far, it's great. It's The stealth can be a bit annoying. Eventually, the rats aren't threatening so much as they are. Oh, okay, I've been spotted. I'll just go hide in a basket for a second. Uh, and the, so they just become a little bit more irritating rather than intimidating. 
But that aside, um, charmingly written. Uh, they, the, the NPCs you encounter are uh, really nicely written. Um, there's no voice acting, just text coming up. But this is one of those games where I don't mind it. I, I almost would rather not have a voice into these creatures and imagine it myself. Um, but yeah, Ghost of a Tale, uh, I'm not far enough in to fully recommend it. I will be doing a Jim Pressions on it, but certainly take a look at it. I would recommend anyone to take a look at it and see if it looks appealing because it's a it's a it's a thoroughly amusing pleasant little game. Similar to what I said about uh, where the water tastes like wine, the atmosphere of it is just pleasant even been, though it's there's threatened that in it. I've been looking at images for this game while you've been talking about it and it looks so adorable that like I keep just looking into the eyes of these mice and being like, I need to play this game. <laughs> they, they're so cute. Ah. Backing it up, like, it's it's more... Like, backing up the adorable side is... There's a lot of yeah. lore and political intrigue in this game as well. Um, it's, you know, you're a mouse <gasps> who is a part of the oppressed class after the rats seized control. And that when you have dialogue, some words that are specific to that world will be highlighted in yellow and you can press a button to bring up a little mini encyclopedia page Ooh. about it. Like, it'll tell you... Um, it's not the first game to have done it. No, but, but I like when games do that. I Same here. I like when games give you that option uh, so you can learn more about the game's world. And if you do that, like, it's really rich what they've done. Uh, and the, the main storyline is pretty serious. Like, you're a mouse, uh, a minstrel who uh, was arrested for sedition, and your wife's been incarcerated, taken away as well. She's imprisoned, and you've got to get her back. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's kind of real, <laughs> the storyline itself. But there's just a lot of wit with the NPCs, and the world itself is just so thoroughly, like, disarmingly lovely to be in that you sometimes forget that you're trying to find your family and genuinely dark stuff's going on. Uh, yeah. But it balances those two things really well between it being adorable and it being quite grim when you think about it. That sounds fascinating. And also you can make the mouse wear an eye patch and a pirate's hat. And, yes, ah, you can. You dress them up in a full outfit, full pirate costume, um... This is just in the starting area. I've gotten bits to put together a ranger costume, a thief costume, a pirate costume, uh, a suit of armor, um, a ranger. I think I said ranger, but but lots of different costume options. And you can wear a, a jack-o'-lantern on your head. So I've, I've just seen the most important bit of gaming news for me this week um, has just popped up now. I had no interest in picking up Just Dance 2018 until I found out that the Switch version is getting a DLC song where Rabid Peach dances along to a song called Naughty Girl. Oh my and god. <laughs> I whatever that is, I need that. I didn't know I needed this, and now I need it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, with Ubisoft working with Nintendo like that, you can get shit like that, I guess. You can get weird shit like that. You can so. get a lot more Rabid. <laughs> I, I like that they seem to have realised that Rabid Peach is worth Oh yeah, I'm, as a character. I'm. I'm waiting for the like. My my. If I had to make guesses on what like the next big 
Ubisoft Nintendo crossover is. I'm thinking platform game about Rabbit Peach, where like Rabbit Peach is the protagonist. I, I thought think, it was I think going to be that... Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Yoshi. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm waiting for like Rabbit Yoshi's Creed. Um, I I just uh, uh, Rabbit Yoshi. Oh Rabbit, no no you make Rabbit Peach you make Rabbit, about... Pe- Rabbit Peach's Creed. Like I want all the Ubisoft games, but with Rabbit Peach. You oh, make the yeah. next AC There's about some... Wario and Waluigi and call it Assassin's Creed. There's some news we forgot. The Division Two got announced. I was gonna say, like oh, we've yeah. we've we've got a big list of news if we want to quickly rattle through some if there's any particularly interesting ones. Gab, yeah, the, funny the, the, yeah. the Division Two got announced. You probably know the most about this. What do we know? Uh, absolutely nothing. Is it literally just the name? <laughs> just, is it? it has a title, and ho- hopefully it... it'll be better than the last one. Do we know if it's meant to be this year or? Uh, no, I I think they're going to be showing it at E3 though. Uh, also, also very big rumours happening that uh, there's a new Bethesda game being shown at E3 this year. It it seems like good timing for them. Yeah, and I think it's uh, all signs point to some kind of open world space game. So hopefully they call it the Space Division... Force. <laughs> On the Division 2, there is a rumour apparently that it could have Ubisoft's biggest dev, uh, dev team in history. Which to me... Sounds like over-egging the pudding. But then again, I, you know, I, I've always been against this idea that they say games are too expensive to make, then they hire 800 people to develop <laughs> a single game. But uh, I wonder where it's going to be. I guess set. if they're doing this games, this live services thing. But again, yeah. like, how many live services is Ubisoft going to be able to sustain? Um, hmm. I know, like, forgive me for my cynicism with The Division 2, but The Division is the series in which Ubisoft said there wouldn't be any microtransactions. And then they patched them in. So yeah. I'm a little bit cynical about The Division as a series that's because it's been lied about and the first one just fair. wasn't all that great. Just on, on Twitter there, CD Projekt are also doing little teases of stuff in the last 20 minutes, but yeah. my I my guess at that is just that Geralt is going to be some character in a fighting game or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so... They're the, mostly working... Are they the ones people, who are doing you, uh, the, Cyberpunk? The replies uh, are all like, oh my God, Witcher 4. I'm like, guys... Don't, so here's, don't get here's your hopes the, up. Here's the, th- here's the thing for that, Gav. As of recording, we don't know what that announcement is, but like about two, three weeks ago, Joe Parlock, who I used to write with at Let's Play Video Games before yeah. I went over to Kotaku, he broke the story before anything had been teased that Geralt was going to be one of the like uh, the guest characters in Soul Calibur VI. So, like, the more that these teasers have been happening and they keep sounding like they're about fighting games and him being um, a a character in some other game, it's like, it's going to be Soul Cal 6. My guess as to what they're teasing is that Kaer Morhen will be one of the stages that you fight in because they're talking about Kaer Morhen and how it's going to hear Blades again and... It it basically seems like there's going to be a Witcher Soul Calibur crossover, so shout out to Joe Parlock for getting the scoop on that. Uh, rumors also that I've been hearing, um, and if I heard it on YouTube, it has to be true <laughs> yeah. that Cyberpunk is going to feature big bigly at E3 this year. I wouldn't be surprised. Though. Yeah, it's been. I think people are ready to see what yeah. that thing's all like properly all about. Yeah, I think we, that we... that that is my most anticipated game right now. So I'm not hyped it. for it yet. I'm waiting to see what it ends up being. Yeah. Like, I want to see something before I get too excited. 
Uh, there's a couple of other like quick bits of news we had. Um, so as of recording, this hasn't been officially announced, but um, we we know that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is releasing in September this year, so we're getting a new Tomb Raider game. Um, cool. The reason to play and more the, of that and the yeah. movies out this week. Yeah, I've, and I've myself not... and myself and Lisa recorded a, a live action video for um, Edge of the World oh. to celebrate that, which is coming out. If you're listening to the podcast, it's today. It'll be coming out. Heck, uh, I've not heard any thoughts on the uh, the the movie yet. I don't know if it's if it's turned out any good. But um, basically, we've known that Shadow of the Tomb Raider was coming for ages. Today, they put up a teaser site, being like, "Oh, on this date at this time, we're going to announce when the game's coming out." But if you looked at the source code for the website, it was like <laughs> it, it had the announcement. It's like it's coming out in September, so we know that. Um, I can't stand announcements of announcements. Yeah. Get off your fucking throne, (laughs) you arrogant pricks. That's that's why I'm so happy about this one, in that within minutes it was like, oh, okay, their announcement happened. Okay, accidentally, it's fine. Um, No, maybe they did it on purpose because they had to excavate the date. (gasps) Excavate the date. That's catchy enough to to be something. Uh, Someone buy that off me. <laughs> uh, Black Ops 4 got announced, and it doesn't oh, use it? the Roman numerals IV. It's <laughs> so, just I, 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 I for some reason. Probably because when people heard a new Call of Duty was coming, they just went, I, 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 I. No, just I, 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 I. I don't think anyone was surprised to hear another Black Ops was coming this year. Uh, Valve want to get back oh, into oh, making appar- games and, and something else that will not surprise either of you at all it's apparently going to have a battle royale mode really? it seems like that's the case they've made comments about shot. like we're aware of the popularity of battle royale modes and we work very quickly at adding things to our games investors so don't worry investors we're aware of battle royale um, hell but yeah, like that... if that doesn't just nakedly show what the game industry is <laughs> yeah. about, uh, Valve I mean, want to get back to making games. That just like hardcore oh. free for all, really, is it not? Where like, oh no, it's not. It's it's like it, search it's, and yeah. destroy mixed with free for all. It's Battlegrounds slash Fortnite's battle royale, which Fortnite apparently has now become the the real world. Yeah, it, Rose, it's, Roseanne it's... Barr plays Fortnite. <laughs> A Fortnite is free to play, and it was only a matter of time before it was going to pick up enough steam to to overtake the. It, it's PUBG. not to say PUBG is not doing inc- amazingly well, but it seems like no, Fortnite's doing even better now. It looks like that's going to be the second place. Yeah, I mean the second now. place game in the world probably isn't. I wouldn't define that. <laughs> oh, as I not wouldn't doing sneeze well. at it. <laughs> no, um, but you're right. It's free to play and it automatically looks more appealing than PUBG does. Yeah. So it's it's hardly a shock, and the fact that it's also you know it's not a shitty game. So the fact that it uh, has caught on as it did doesn't surprise me. It's yeah. just great. Another like when when will Dynasty Warriors become one of these games? <laughs> I mean, it certainly won't with fucking nine, but with ten, like can one of the game series that already, I love. Jim. Nine tries. I know. It's just is there nothing that I love that will become one of these big things so I can become the world famous Twitch streamer of it? I, <laughs> I never got on the well. Minecraft, World of Warcraft, or the the Dota train. Yeah. I'm not on the the Battle Royale train very much. Same. Like I've done some PUBG stuff, but you know I, I can't get into it like others do. do you... It's like wh- when will Kirby be the Twitch game of choice? <laughs> the only super popular kind of game that I've like kind of got on 
got on the wave of is Warframe. And I got on that wave, like, what, five years late? <laughs> uh, yeah. Although it kind of had a resurgence last year, yeah. so it's not a bad time to be into Warframe. Although then, again, I've, I've been so busy working on getting through other games, I ain't touched Warframe in ages. Yeah, I don't same. think... I don't think someone in my position gets to be a dedicated big streamer or a big name attached to a certain game, like, you know, how the Yog people or whatever they're called became big off Minecraft. And I know Northern Lion is quite well known for Binding of Isaac playthroughs. Uh, But I'm always out of touch because I can't stick around on a game. Always moving on like the littlest hobo. Uh, very quickly, because we brought up uh, Fortnite, there was one quick bit of news on that this week. Um, in theory, Fortnite's Battle Royale is completely free to play. Paid players only get cosmetic changes, nothing that has any kind of gameplay impact. Except they accidentally gave paid players a, a, an Im- a, a benefit recently. Um, one of the things that you can buy is emotes, and one of the emotes is called Flippin' Sexy, and you do a jump, and then you land sort of on your side in a, like, sexy long, uh, oh, down right, position. Okay. The problem is, Fortnite doesn't have prone as a, as a thing you can do, but this paid emote does let you lie down on the ground, and it wasn't oh, intended right. to be prone, but suddenly it's like, oh, can if you you're a paid player with... emoting? Uh, you can't shoot while you're mid emote, but you but can you keep can that emote held. Yeah. yeah, so people have been doing things like hide in a bathtub, wait for a door to open. Oh, people yeah. look in and go, there's no one in here because no one can hide in that bathtub because there's no prone. Mm-hmm. And then they'll pop up out of the, the emote and fire <laughs> off the shotgun. Wow. And it's like, that's got to suck for people. So Yeah, something tells me they might want to patch that and they, change it if they're dedicated yeah. to this you know in-game advantage thing they need to either patch it or just add prone for everyone as a thing um yeah but yeah very quick last bits of bits of news uh valve put out a game called artifact it's a trading card game on the computer and they said hey we miss making games we want to start making games again a card All game right. yeah I, I saw their uh thing um yeah, they'll just mod a battle royale mode into Team Fortress. <laughs> probably, Portal. probably, but like, I battle portal. I'd rather hear this than not hear it because, like, Portal's I had, I'd resigned myself to the fact that like Valve were never going to make another game again because they don't have to, and it's kind of nice to be like, oh, Valve do make good games when they make ha- games. Half Life Royale. Yeah. I would play yeah. Half Life Royale probably. If, again, I like unlike the Mighty Number no. Nine uh, situation, it would be better than nothing uh, to have. I mean, certainly after seeing Hunt Down the Freeman, Valve's got to be a little <laughs> bit worried about the legacy of their IP. What like is I know that? it's not official, but oh, basically, yeah. If you use Source Engine, yeah. You can do whatever you like with Valve shit, up to and including releasing your own prequel slash sequel thing to Half Life. Then basically, you can make your Half Life Three, is it? Yeah, you can basically. Well, not Half Life Three. It's sort of it runs parallel to the events of Half Life Two, and you're supposed to hunt down Gordon Freeman as a soldier. You don't. You never do. It's a mess, but you can just turn your glorified fanfic into a game and sell it on Steam using their models and their IP, and it's okay, so long as you use Source Engine. And it leads to things like this, where this was... 
in I think it was like five years in the making. It's had all sorts of controversies about developers and how it was made. Uh, and when it came out, uh, the the guy was like, oh, "Well, we accidentally uploaded the wrong version, but next Monday we'll have the actual official launch version." And they've not been heard from since. Uh, and the game itself is absolute trash. Like it's all re- it, it was. I've got four games in the running already for the shittiest game of the year, and that's one of the easiest ones I had. Like, there are times you have to put in a no-clip cheat to progress. It's that broken. Mm. Um, it, it's it's indescribably bad. Uh, I, I, In order to play it, you need a list of bugs, so you know whether you're stuck by a bug or not. And you need a list of cheat codes and walkthrough tips to just navigate the bad design or say learn that even though the inventory tab says you don't have night vision goggles yet you can hit six at any time to put them on which is good if you're playing my file where walking over the night vision goggles to get them doesn't work so you spend 10 minutes wandering down a corridor so dark, even turning your monitor's brightness up to full doesn't help you. And you eventually open up the walkthrough to learn that, okay, I had to walk over these night vision goggles to pick them up, but that didn't work, so I know that's broken. How do I get around that? And then you look at another page that says, just hit six. (laughs) So... What we're saying is we'd like Valve to make some games so that other people aren't making yeah. them on their behalf. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the last quick bit of news to run through is, once again, Nintendo wait until the day after we recorded to like dump a bunch of news out. Uh, the big things mm. were there's going to be a Smash Brothers on the Switch in 2018. We're getting ports of Captain Toad, Akami, Undertale. Uh, that Those all look cool. And there's going to be a Solaire Amiibo for Dark Souls, which is a weird, cool thing. Which fucking sold out immediately. Uh, of course it did. It's an amiibo. Um, yeah. But and a Dark Souls uh, one at that. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to get one from somewhere. I, I'm gonna try and track one down from. Somewhere. I don't want to record. I don't want to reward a fucking eBay scalper. Yeah, I won't. I like eBay for a lot of things, but not for that. I won't pay more than RRP for it, but I will find one somewhere someday. Yeah, I just want a little Solaire. Yeah, just like I, I'm so. I'm so over Amiibo, but Nintendo being Nintendo, they find a way to make me buy one or two here and there. Like, I was in yeah. Target not long ago getting stuff for work, but I see a friggin' Waluigi Amiibo and finally <laughs> caved and was like, you know what? Toss it in the cart with the rest of it. So I ended up with one of those. It's, it's one and I'll, of... I'll, 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 yeah. I'll do several things to get uh, the Solar Amiibo. I won't reward a scalper for it, but I'd probably suck a bollock. What if it was the scalper's bollock? Would you suck their bollock for one? Mm, If I wasn't paying above RRP. (laughs) Yeah, only the recommended retail amount of sucking a bollock. Absolutely. Uh... I got my standards. <laughs> Is that a good place just to wrap up for this week? I think that's a good place to wrap up, yeah. Um, Laura, how can people find out more of your work? Uh, you can find more of my work at Laura K. Buzz, most places on the internet. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. Uh, you can find me on Dice Funk and Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which are a pair of other podcasts I do. And, like... 
a year and a half from now, probably you'll be able to find me in a book. I'm writing a book this year. That's the thing I'm doing. So have, yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. So I'm gonna be quiet this year, but then like you find me in a book in a while. Nice. I've been writing a book as well, actually, um, which I'll probably just self-publish. Um, but it's a Jimquisition book uh, that nice. I've just been doodling on here and there. Um, so that might be a thing. I don't know when. It'll probably be years from now. There are, I, there are already references in the book to how long it's taken to write. I, I'm in a situation where I found a publisher, and they liked the pitch I had, and then were like, okay, here's your due date. Write a book by then. So All I now right. have a deadline where I'm like, ah, well, I told the watch it what I would write in each chapter, and they seem into it. I have to write a book this year. Shit. Good luck with so, that. Uh, looking forward right. to that. I'm sure. I'm sure we will hear all about it when when there are more details. I guess. <laughs> uh, and Gavin, you are a minstrel, but you are not a mouse. How can people hear your music? Learn to swim. Learn to swim. Oh, sorry, I was listening to Tool again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all you junkies and fuck your short memories. You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound. You can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. You can hear all my songs on Spotify, iTunes. And if you want to support me, you can support me on Patreon at the same name. Beautiful. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show. And thank you to Laura and Gav for joining me. And yeah, I guess I ain't got really much to warn people to look out for. Uh, if you're in or can get to the Mississippi area, do keep an eye on Pro Wrestling Ego's dates. And at the Stirdust, at the Stirdust on Twitter, uh, where, I mean, I retweet a lot of it anyway when it's important stuff. But we got more stuff coming with regards to that. And other than that, we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah, that'll do. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.